Welcome to the Finding True Health podcast, episode number 17. Today, we're going to be talking about other people's opinions. Should we care what other people think about our health and our body? If so, how much so? I'm going to be giving you some tactics and some different thoughts that you can try on if you're ever struggling in this area. I'm excited to get started, but first, just a quick reminder to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. All right, here we go. Hey there, friends. My name's Jenna Waite. I'm a registered dietitian nutritionist, mother of five, and someone who's passionate about helping others find true health in the midst of diet culture and body objectification. Join me as we take our focus off of weight and body size and put it on to becoming the healthiest possible versions of ourselves so that we can have energy to live our best lives. I am so excited you're here. Now let's dive in. Hello, how is it going? For those of you who celebrate Easter, did you do anything fun last weekend? We went to an Easter egg hunt in our city on Saturday. It wasn't so much of a hunt as it was a pick up the candy off of the ground type of a hunt, but the kids had a lot of fun there. And then on Sunday, we had dinner and another egg hunt at my sister Joy's house. And that was a lot of fun. I'm super lucky because my entire family, my five siblings and my parents all live around St. George, Utah, where I live. So it's pretty easy for us to get together fairly often. And my family is amazing. So I just love spending time with them. So we had a great Easter, but I have to say I have been eating a lot more sugar than I normally do with all of the Easter treats around. And I'm starting to feel it. I can tell I've got lower energy. I'm not sleeping as well. My appetite schedule has been kind of thrown off. So I can tell that I kind of need to get back into a little healthier groove. I know a lot of you out there tend to beat yourself up if you, quote, get off track or overdo it on treats like I've been doing recently. But I just want to offer you an alternative to getting down on yourself or just throwing in the towel on your health. And here it is. Just accept the fact that you're human and that no one is perfect and that these things happen and this is all part of life and that's okay. Also, there's no such thing as eating perfectly. That's honestly not a thing. It does not exist. I don't even call weeks like the one that I just had slipping up. I just see it as a natural part of the ebb and flow of life. We're going to have holidays and birthdays come around and we're probably going to eat more treats than we would normally. And yes, we might feel it. Our bodies might suffer a little bit, but again, it's, it's not a big deal. It's not the end of the world. And it's certainly not a reason to just throw in the towel and stop trying on our health, right? The cool thing is once you start eating more intuitively, it is so neat to see how your body compensates for de- for days or for weeks that you might in- overindulge. For example, the last few days, my body has been giving me lots of signals. Now my brain still wants to keep eating the sugar and the treats, but when I check in with my body, I'm really getting another message. At times when I think about my, when I think about eating sugar and then I check in with my body, I almost feel kind of sick. And if I do end up eating a treat, it usually doesn't taste nearly as good as it normally does. Now, again, sometimes I ignore those body signals and give into my impulsive brain. But I just think it's pretty cool that the more in tune we become with our body, assuming that we've gotten our hormones and our systems in balance for the most part, 
the more we're going to recognize the signals it's giving us when we've swung a little too far one way. And we can tell it's trying to pull us back the other way to homeostasis. Many people get so surprised the first time they realize that their body actually craves vegetables sometimes. That's what I've kind of been noticing lately is my body's like yearning for vegetables. So again, having periods of overindulgence is super common and not a reason to beat ourselves up by any means. And working on becoming an intuitive eater and being mindful about the signals that your body is giving you can really help limit and quickly rebound from those types of periods. All right, I'm sorry, that was a bit of a tangent, but I thought that it was an important point to quickly touch on. All right, now let's talk about other people's opinions. Let's face it, other people are going to have opinions about all sorts of things, including topics related to health and bodies. People have all sorts of opinions about what we eat and drink, about what bodies, quote, should or shouldn't look like, about how hard you should work towards a goal, what type of exercises are best, etc., etc., etc. I personally have lots of opinions around these topics, and I imagine that you do too. When other people share their opinions, it's natural to do one of three things. First, we might get upset or defensive if their opinion contradicts our own opinions or beliefs. Second, we might just believe them and accept their opinion as truth or a fact, maybe because we want to be or seem agreeable, or we just inherently trust that they know what they're talking about. And number three, another option is that we take their opinion personally and allow it to hurt us somehow. I want to go over four important points that we need to keep in mind when talking about other people's opinions, and we'll be covering covering the three tendencies that I just talked about as we go through these points. Important point number one, it's not bad for others to have opinions, even ones that differ from ours. Our world needs different opinions and, and viewpoints. If we all talked and acted alike, not only would our world be quite boring, we would also never be challenged to look at things from a different angle or to challenge the status quo or to grow and progress as a person. None of us is perfect. None of us knows everything. None of us has it all completely figured out. And that's why I think it's so important to remain open-minded and be willing to change our opinions if needed as we grow and as we learn. I firmly believe that everyone has agency to think and say and do what they want. And that is great as long as that person doesn't harm or infringe on the rights of others. But we live in a time of cancel culture where one unpopular or upsetting opinion can result in being completely canceled from people's social media feeds or even from their life altogether. I believe it's really important to be forgiving and give grace where needed and allow others to be imperfect humans, keeping in mind that we ourselves are an imperfect human as well. We also, though, I understand, need to be firm in what we will and will not tolerate. If we feel someone else's opinion or their actions are infringing on our rights or affecting our well-being, and we'll talk more about this in a little bit. Important point number two is that opinions are not facts. Just like our own thoughts are not the truth with a capital T, the same goes for other people's thoughts. And in this case, thoughts in the form of opinions. 
Now you can go back and listen to episode number nine if you want to learn more about thoughts. But the thing is, some people are so confident in their opinions that they treat them or present them as facts. And again, this isn't a bad thing. Most of us do this at times. In fact, much of what I share in this podcast are my thoughts and opinions. Now, I try to form those opinions based on my education and looking at current quality research studies and learning from the personal experiences of myself and others. But much of what I teach probably could not be proven in a court of law or agreed upon by everybody in the world. Remember, the the definition of a fact is something that is known or proved to be true. And there's just so much we simply cannot prove with 100% accuracy, especially in regards to health and food and bodies. Also, keep in mind that what's true for one person might not be true for another person. And what's true for you right now might not be what's true for you in the future. A great example of this is people with food allergies or food intolerances. For one person... Whole grain foods can be a great part of a healthy diet and provide lots of fiber and important vitamins and minerals. And for someone with celiac or gluten intolerance, certain whole grains can ruin the lining of their intestinal tract and be quite dangerous for them to eat. For some people, dairy products are a great way to get extra protein and certain vitamins and minerals, such as calcium and phosphorus. For others, consuming dairy products might make them feel really sick or have gut and bowel issues or even have a severe allergic reaction. So again, somebody might have an opinion about gluten or about dairy based on their own experiences, but that doesn't translate to the entire population or make it a fact. When somebody is super confident in their opinion or it goes along maybe with what we already believe, or when that opinion comes from someone that we really trust and respect, it's easy to just believe what they say and make their opinions our own without really giving them much thought. Now, I'm not saying that we should never do this. It would, quite frankly, be exhausting to scrutinize and analyze every opinion that every person ever offered us. But once in a while... Someone you love or respect might offer you an opinion that does not serve you or your life. And those are the ones that I really want you to examine closely and decide if you want to adopt that same opinion for yourself or not. I have a story about when I first started learning about intuitive eating. I read the book by Evelyn Triboli and Elise Resch, and it really resonated with me. I, I really liked a lot of the concepts, and I decided I wanted to give it a try. And so I did. I kind of started trying to put it into my life and I told some people about it. And, you know, I wasn't an expert in the area at that time. And so I don't know how well I explained it, but kind of told them the basic gist. And I remember one of them came back to me a little while later and said, well, I tried intuitive eating, but it didn't work. I just wanted to eat cookies all day or something to that effect. And I took that comment and that opinion and I made it mean, oh, well, I guess this doesn't work then. I should stop trying. I should stop looking into it. And I did. I kind of put it aside and thought, well, I guess it doesn't work. So I'm not even going to try. I let somebody else's opinion make me second guess my path and stop working with intuitive eating for years. I didn't pick it back up again until years later. 
Now, I don't blame that person at all. They were simply offering me an opinion based on an experience that they'd had. I take full responsibility for my choice to use that opinion as a reason to stop my intuitive eating journey. So that's just an example of why we can't just take other people's opinions as fact. We really need to examine things for ourselves and and how it relates to our own individual life. We are tribal by nature. Our deepest instinct is to want to fit in and to please others so that we don't become ostracized. But sometimes we really need to take a stand and disagree with others, even if it's only internally. I'm not saying you have to outwardly disagree with them all the time unless you feel it's necessary. But sometimes, again, we just need to look inward and decide what we personally believe about certain things. All right, important point number three, other people's opinions can't hurt us unless we let them. I believe that the vast majority of the time, it's our thoughts that create our feelings and our actions and our results. It's never the thoughts and opinions of others. Of course, other people's opinions can influence our own thoughts and our own opinions. And it might be very difficult to control our thoughts in a productive way around certain people. But we still get to decide what to believe and what to disregard and what we allow to cause us pain. I know this can be a really hard concept sometimes. I also don't want you to hear me saying that we should just be callous and tell everyone that we don't really care what they think. I just don't want you to give away your power and allow the thoughts and opinions of other people to determine how you feel about yourself or how you treat your body. Maybe you have a spouse or a mom or a friend who often criticizes what you're eating or how you look. Now, first off, if you happen to be someone who makes comments about other adults' food choices or bodies, I urge you to please stop. Even though you might be doing it from a place of love and wanting to help the person, I promise that 99.9999% of the time, it does much more harm than good. And if you are on the receiving end of those critical comments, you have every right to reject those statements, again, either internally or and or externally. I so wish that I knew this when I was younger. When complete strangers would comment on my body, I believed them. I took their comments to heart and I allowed them to affect how I viewed myself and my worth and my body. But thankfully, I'm older and I'm wiser now and I don't do that anymore. One or two podcast episodes ago, I shared an experience I had recently when a little girl asked if I had a baby in my tummy, and I am not pregnant, by the way, (laughs) and I could have allowed that comment to really hurt me, to cause me to think thoughts that would hurt me by making it mean all sorts of things, but since now I am of the opinion that there's really nothing shameful about having some extra fat around my stomach, that innocent little comment from that little girl honestly had zero effect on me. So again, that's just proof that it's not somebody else's comment that hurts you. It's what you make it mean. It's what your own thoughts are doing that affect and hurt you. But let's take another scenario. Let's say that your husband has a habit of telling you what you, quote, should or shouldn't eat. Or maybe he makes unkind comments about your body. You definitely have the option of ignoring and disregarding his comments and of doing a lot of thought work around them. 
and reinforcing your own helpful thoughts and affirmations. But you also have the option of setting some boundaries so that you don't need to constantly be managing your brain around those comments and around your husband. So that's important point number four, is that sometimes you just might need to set and enforce boundaries. Even though, again, it is our own thoughts causing us pain, it's still completely fine to set boundaries where needed. I personally don't want to have to constantly be doing thought work around somebody making comments about my body or what I'm eating. So you might need to have a sit down with certain people. Be willing to accept that they might not agree with you and it's okay if you don't agree with them. It's best to find a way to be mutually respectful, but sometimes you might need to also be very firm and lay out what you will not tolerate. Now, I don't want to dive too deep into how to set healthy boundaries in this episode. That's an episode for another day. And I know it can be really hard to do, but it really is so important for your own mental and physical well-being. Another time that you might need to set boundaries is, say, if somebody is trying to get you to eat something that you don't want to or to push you to eat past fullness and beyond. Here again, you can be firm and say no in a polite way. Unfortunately, you can't control if the person gets upset or if they choose to have their feelings hurt. But never forget that just as other people can't control your emotions, you are also not in charge of controlling other people's emotions either. I also want to stress that it's okay to defend yourself if you need to. I have another quick story about my husband. He is on our city council and he was up for re-election about two years ago. So he was running his campaign and there was one citizen in the city that was really disgruntled. He was upset at the city for something, not Jarrett, but just the city as a whole. And Jarrett was the only, um, the only one running that was already on city council. So this gentleman took all of his anger and frustration out on Jarrett and started running, I guess what you would call a smear campaign, started posting things about him on Facebook and just kind of getting nasty. And at first, Jarrett just kind of decided to let it go and didn't really respond. But after a while, this guy started making YouTube videos about how corrupt Jarrett was. And if you know my husband, it's hilarious because he's like the most most ethical, upstanding person in the world. So anyway, it started getting pretty bad to where Jarrett really felt like, okay, I've got to step in and kind of start defending my honor here. And so he did. We reached out to this gentleman and ended up finally that Jarrett set up a meeting with him and was able to talk to him about his issues. And it all turned out great. And in fact, this guy started supporting Jarrett after this meeting But I just want to share that story to show that you don't just need to kind of sit and take it. If somebody is being really rude or disrespectful to you, then it's okay to stand up and defend yourself when needed and get support if needed as well. I personally try to respect the opinions of other people, but when I see others sharing opinions that I feel are inappropriate or have a high likelihood of causing harm to others or to myself... I generally try to speak up. Now, this can almost always be done in a respectful way, usually through a private message or a phone call. Like with Jarrett, he didn't start blasting this guy on the internet. He set up a private meeting. They just met together and talked personally. I know sometimes people do feel that it might be necessary to maybe post something more publicly. That's a personal decision that needs to be made very carefully, in my opinion. 
But the point is, it's okay to speak up when you feel harm is being done, both to yourself or others. And those are the main points I wanted to go over today. So once again, those points were, number one, it's not bad for others to have opinions, even ones that differ from our own. Number two, opinions are not facts. Number three, other people's opinions can't hurt us unless we let them. And number four, sometimes you need to set and enforce boundaries, and you might need to defend yourself at times. If you're ever having a hard time dealing with someone else's opinion, I have a few thoughts that you can try on if you'd like. You can try telling yourself this, other people's opinions are none of my business. Other people's opinions are not the truth. Someone else's opinion of me does not change who I am. I won't let the opinion of someone else determine how I think about and treat myself. And if you're really struggling with not allowing other people's opinions to get to you, you can always remember this line from the movie La La Land, which happens to be one of my favorite movies. In the movie, Mia, played by Emma Stone, is talking to her boyfriend, Sebastian, played by Ryan Gosling. Now, a side note here, I do not keep up with popular culture very much. And those are two of maybe 10 movie stars total that I know the names of. So even though I did look them up just to double check, I was pretty impressed with myself that I got those names right. Anyhow, Mia is telling Sebastian that she's nervous for an upcoming one-woman play that she's putting on. And he says... Why? You care what people think? Pishikaka. <laughs> so maybe you can use that phrase on yourself. If you're having a hard time letting go of someone else's opinion, just say pishikaka to unhelpful or hurtful opinions. So in conclusion, there is a balance between these different ideas of allowing others to have their own opinions and not feeling like we have to all have the same opinions in order to get along, even with health along with taking responsibility for our own thoughts and results and not giving other people power over our feelings, and also standing up for ourselves and creating boundaries and protecting ourselves when needed. I know it can be a little bit tricky to navigate this world of other people's opinions, but I have confidence that you can learn to find that balance in regards to how other people's opinions do and don't affect you and how you choose to relate to them. So thank you for joining me today. It's been a pleasure. I hope that this episode was helpful and I look forward to talking to you again next week. We'll see you then. If you'd like help implementing what we've talked about today more fully into your life, come check out my self-paced program at healththroughhabits.com. You'll use the science and tools of habit formation to help transform your health and your mindset. In just a few short weeks, you'll be able to add any number of healthy behavior and thought habits into your life so that you can enjoy finding true health for yourself. I hope to work with you soon.